I'm very, very honored today to jump on. Um, we have got Marianne joining us from Wild Grace. She is one of our head Wild Grace trainers and teachers. Um, and my name is Julia, um, and I'm also on the Wild Grace team. And we've got a very juicy topic that we are delving into today. Um, we've got an upcoming April initiation. And in light of that, we're really celebrating the depth of the archetypal work that we do within Wild Grace. And um, <clears throat> many things open up for people within these trainings and um, sharing this knowledge and this deep insight um, with others is what we aim to do in this work. Um, and we've got Marianne here, who is, um, she's been joining this work for, I believe about two years, is that right? Mm -hmm. That's it, yeah. Two years, so um, it would just be beautiful to just hear a little bit about how you found Wild Grace. What was it that sort of pulled you in? Um, and how did you, what was your first encounter of Wild Grace? So, yeah, it was a couple of years ago now. And it was just by chance that I ended up being in the container. My partner at the time was a guest speaker, guest presenter. And I kind of decided to, to join. I had, it's like something was intriguing me because I kept hearing about Wild Grace and I could really feel the vibration, but then I just got pulled in. Like, okay, I'm diving in. And I honestly, I was a little bit skeptical and I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Like, well, what is this? And the mind just started coming in and, and questioning, you know, what's actually going on here. And as soon as we dove into the, the first session, I just I felt the magic take over me and I could see the ways in which people were responding to the work and to the medicine and I could feel myself lighting up I could feel like my sacral my sacral is kind of it's my compass <laughs> my sacral started pulsating and I oh okay this is this works I can feel it and uh I called Sigourney uh, as soon as the initiation was finished and said, I, I want to mentor, uh, I want to do the mentorship with you. I'm, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm willing. And I, I want to be, I want to be part of this because I could sense the, the global significance and potential of what we were doing. And I believe that if everyone had a deeper awareness of the archetypal realms and I know like for me personally like my relationship with archetypes has certainly deepened in this two years and how much it's changed my life and really just having that awareness within the psyche within my heart even like within my cellular structures it's 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 changed my relating and how I relate with the world and with others so I'm I'm devoted to this work now. I'm a devotee. <laughs> a devotee. Yeah. Devotee. I, yeah, I'm a disciple. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I love how you know you're you're speaking about the archetypes and um, you're speaking about how there was just this deep knowing and this deep mm. reckoning of this aliveness. And um, I'd love to hear more about 
how the archetypes maybe introduce themselves to you or mm. what was your what was your um what was your relationship like with with each one of them and can you maybe just share a little bit about like how they how they decided to drop in for you like were they fam like familiar to you before Wild Grace and then like did they evolve like do you want to just expand on that a little bit sure well so my background is in psychology and the first time I heard about archetypes was I mean it was more than 10 years 13 years ago when I, I was studying psych and I heard about Carl Jung but we didn't go into Carl Jung too much and I think it's that edge of like he, he really leans on the edge of like spirituality and he can sometimes, his work can sometimes be disregarded in that psychological, cerebral, science-based world. But he was really the first person to acknowledge that archetypes exist within all across cultures. And of course there are different flavors um, around the world and the ways in which we perceive archetypes and the way in which they express themselves within us but um, yeah I didn't quite understand them until I started working with them myself and yeah definitely working with Wild Grace I started to notice like the the, the individual relationships that I have with them and the ways in which they represent through me so there's like four main ones that that are kind of always active within me and then there's all the others um more recently i've really i've deepened my relationship with the mother archetype which i never felt until the last few months um and i actually never thought i would it was kind of this elusive part of me i yeah, I'm going to go into uh, a vulnerable piece and, and full disclosure. This is something that I wanted to speak about and I feel like this is the right, uh, this is the space. I feel like I'm ready to, to speak into this. Um, I, I donated my eggs in December and this was uh, a conscious slash subconscious choice. <laughs> Um, it was to my two really close friends, two male bodies who are wanting to bring a life into the world. And um, we had many conversations around this, around me donating my eggs. And it, it was something that was, it was a decision that my soul made. It was always a yes. And I couldn't quite understand why I was a yes when I, I was married previously and we were trying to have a baby and um, we were trying for a few years and I just wasn't getting pregnant. And I just kind of disconnected from that, you know, ever like being a mother figure or a mother archetype. And this felt really different this was like oh it's a soul mission it's a soul purpose it's my soul that's choosing this but also I developed this deep communication with the soul that's wanting to come through and I realized that it's this mother archetype that's able to access creativity that's able to access the creative current 
and birth. So even though I'm I'm not going to be the mother of this child, like when it when it's when it's birthed, I actually I am a mother biologically, um, but also I'm a mother in how I create. Like, Right now, I'm. I feel so in the creative current, and and like, oh, I'm still, I'm still a mother, but I'm just birthing projects or you know other forms of of creation which still hold life. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this process, I really got to know how the mother archetype moves through me, and she's she's a bit of a witch. And she has access to earth. She has access to land and the vibration of the land and, and the wisdom that that holds. And <laughs> yeah. And then there's also this kind of like crown opening that I noticed like to receive messages and then to bring those two together and to birth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I felt. And in this, there, there was some sadness, um, I felt like I was saying bye to my maiden and which I never really like the maiden is always part of me. Like I can never really say bye to her. I mean, I am the maiden. <laughs> I am the maiden. I am the mother, but there was some sadness around that. And um, yeah, in this egg donation process, I had to inject myself with hormones with follicle stimulating hormone, and then another one to stop me from ovulating and that was a very difficult process physically. Mm. And I felt my emotional body, my capacity to feel emotion. I just felt my heart expand. I'm like, whoa, so this is what it's like to be a mother, to just feeling, I feel like I was 95% in my emotional body. It, this was a very shamanic process. Yeah, I feel like any situation in life can be shamanic, even if it's IVF and injecting myself with hormones, there is still a communication that happens with um, this substance, with this this medicine that's creating life, which is stimulating life within me. And the difficult part for me was I realized I'm really attached to my physical body. I'm attached to my appearance. Um, yeah, like I, I put on a lot of weight that was really hard for me. I felt my body changing and realized, oh, as a mother, this is yeah, part of what a mother does is sacrifice. You know, that there is a devotional kind of sacrifice that happens when we bring something through. Even when we're birthing a project, we're making the choice to birth the project. That means we're making a choice to not do something else. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, yeah, and that feels like, you know, if, if I, I actually connected much deeper to my parents and knowing, you know, now knowing like, oh, okay, I'm sacrificing parts of me and my, my, my body and, and choices and I'm choosing this, I'm not choosing that. And I felt so much closer to my parents in that and the choices that they made and the sacrifices they made. I had a lot more compassion for them and their journey as parents. I started to, to really taste that, like, oh okay I'm sorry for what I put you through <laughs> yeah um so sacrifice is, is is part of is part of the mother archetype and what else 
another element that's part of the mother archetype for me was the crone. All of a sudden, I felt so much closer to the crone, to this older part of me that's lived through all the archetypes, because that's who the crone is. She's moved through life. She's been the maiden. She's had the, the adventures of life and, and the I don't want to call the mistakes, the, the, the learnings and the teachings and then all the birthings. And now she's in this place of wisdom and harvest. And I felt like I, I have access to her for the first time. I actually, I'm, I'm covered in goosebumps right now. So I feel like she's really here with me. I feel so grateful to be in this place of I'm in between my state, in, in between stages of life. Um, Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like electric right now, hearing you speak with such reverence as well to those, you know, how all of those, you know, those three archetypes like interweave and how, how actually these archetypes show up to us in ways that we've maybe been conditioned to not, to not know them um, and how actually, how powerful creation and the mother is and how she will almost, like move through whatever she can to deliver, to to deliver and to conceive and to birth. Mm. Whether it's a project, whether it's, it's an actual baby, but like life wants to live, and like mm. life finds a way. Um, something that I'm really feeling from that piece, and I love how you spoke about you know your crown opening, and also like she has access to the earth and to the land. Mm. Um, just for me, that's just like you know, abundance and it's, and it's mm. like tea in a way as well. And I just love how that feels. It's just like, whoosh. I mean, I also felt super erotic in the process as well. Like my, my cervix was just pulsating. Sacral was so activated. So there was this really uh, like, like my primal part, like my, my animal was active and I started to, taste the erotic mother as well like oh I'm a mother but I'm I'm so juicy I'm still so 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 juicy and like life is eros it is life wouldn't be here without eros <laughs> um and there was yeah like a, a lot of my friends were really worried about me and, and my decision and um, my parents were also, they were so supportive of me. They were so amazing. But then there was also this part of, you know, like, is this really the choice that you want to, to make and just really think about and consider the, the decisions and the potential implications? Like, what if I change my mind? What if I see this being and I feel attached and the thing is I don't know how I'm going to feel when I meet this human and I feel that there will be a shift within me that perhaps I will want to step into the mother archetype in a more physical way. Um, I'm going to feel a way. Let's just put it that way. And um, the priestess was so present with me throughout this. No, this is what I'm doing. And yes, I'm hearing everything that, that you're saying and all the concerns, but I was just in such utter devotion to this soul that it was just, it was never a no. Mm. 
Mm. And that to me felt like the devotion of the priestess. The priestess who's here to, um, for something greater than herself, that, that's here for the divine, for the current, for life, you know, for, for movement, for evolution. I mean, this is what my priestess is, is here for. And I'm here for the Aquarian revolution as well. I'm going to mention it. I always mention the Aquarian revolution because it's alive. <laughs> um, and this baby feels to be an Aquarian baby. This is an Aquarian child, the way that it's come through me and, you know, it's going to be part of this incredible modern family and I'm going to be an auntie and it just, it feels perfect and aligned to, to my purpose. And it's just moving through um, the, the archetypes that are most active within me. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so powerful and like I really feel like the you know the the ways that we can experience you know like love and community and how we can actually celebrate like bringing in bringing in new souls and babies um, mm -hmm. landscape of more more freedom and actually like potentially more love like I'm really feeling that that's there's just something so beautiful about that um, and. Mm look at where we are now like in terms of consciousness and how people are feeling into you know this idea of you know um relationship that aren't aren't bound to to you know what what was what we believed and we're told you know for hundreds of years um thousands of years almost up until now mm. um yeah I believe this work is really powerful in terms of holding that vision for like what love can be mm. and shifting the pieces that maybe need upgrading so that we can actually live in community in the most beautiful ways that we can. Um, mm. I love how you're speaking of the archetypal work, just supporting you and actually how you can tap in and like let this guidance and this support actually come through um, and help move you into those places. Um, yeah, that's really like, that's so beautiful and it's so powerful as well. And there's a purity to it that I just feel is so divine and yeah like I've feels up and down my whole entire body <laughs> yeah me too it's honestly now that I'm aware of my own archetypes and I've, I've gone deep into archetypes even beyond um the wild grace work because I'm just so interested in the ways in which archetypes play out within um, you know, one-on-one -on -one relationships, in groups, um, in society, because um, it's the, there's all these different levels. I'm, I find it easier to navigate my way through life and to communicate with pretty much anyone because I find a way to meet others, other people's archetypes in an archetype that... Um, that can kind of spiral and communicate with them with ease. Mm -hmm. So if there's not many people who I can't, th that I can't meet or that we can't somehow have a deep connection. 
and yeah that that to me has been a real gift and it's beyond the personal so if someone you know is projecting onto me or is offended by me or you know whatever there's a point of tension I don't really take it personally anymore because I understand that it's oh it's just archetypes playing out it's it's transpersonal it's not a personal uh, attack there's just a representation that's fine it that there's there's a point of um of crunchiness and tension um that yeah like some archetypes just polarize and mm. that's okay that's what they're meant to do and there's some archetypes is just fused together and dance together and it's really easeful and flow and flowy but luckily we kind of embody all archetypes at one point in our life <laughs> so there's always there's always a point of of mergence with other Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. dance, and there's always like this, yeah, moving energy, and you know things you know want to show up and be healed at different times, and they do. Um, and mm-hmm. Wild Grace work is such a powerful way to actually drop this knowledge into the cells and into the body, and um, within our lives, you know, we pick up we pick up stories, we pick up trauma, we pick up all these charges. Mm-hmm. That you know can just like repel us and like keep us kind of locked in these ways of functioning and seeing the world and experiencing the world and um, the wild grace work is just so powerful at actually becoming curious about these about these these holding patterns and becoming curious about um, what we're actually storing and then being able to work in with those pieces um, to actually have compassion and rewire them. And then we can actually meet the world in a whole entire new way. Um, totally. The world opens up. Like sometimes I think, you know, before I knew about all of this, I was like, wow, I thought I was just my personality. You know, I've just, have, I've got this one personality and that's it. And it just, it feels so confining now to think back to it because now actually I have, access to all of these different aspects of me and my personality and and my soul and I don't have to be just one way and sure we can pathologize that and call it multiple personality disorder or I like to call it evolution and expanded consciousness so oh I have all these options I don't have to be just one way I can be this and I can be that and masculine and feminine and um, you know, the, the masculine pieces is a whole, is a whole other journey that I've been on. Um, me, Tom and, and Alex ran the, the initiated with wild grace. And I, that, that was a journey of masculine archetypes. And I felt like that supported me so much to be in even more ease with my feminine archetypes. So I love the way that Wild Grace is starting to welcome in the masculine as well and realize that, yeah, like we we need those th- those masculine flavors to support the the chaos that is the feminine. Like we need the, the stillness and the structure and the support. If we can provide that for ourselves, like we don't need to outsource that at all. Like we don't need to outsource anything. Yeah. We have access to it all. We have it all. Yeah, I'm just sitting here nodding profusely because <laughs> work is so important. Like, you know, working with your inner masculine and actually how supported the feminine mm-hmm. feel. Like, you know, working with 
um, we, I feel like we haven't, especially for support with the mother, and I know Sigourney's actually um, doing some pieces on this at the moment um, with her journey and things, but, you know, we've been living in the world, in the, in the world, in our world, where we haven't really got a lot of support structures up for the mother. Um, and I really noticed when I started working with my masculine archetypes, I could feel like that absence of a healthy masculine in the world around me. Mm. And I am acutely aware of what the changes could be and where we need to go and how um, things, they are slowly adjusting, but there is still a lot that needs to be adjusted um, in order to really support the mother and to support these, these themes, you know, working with the micro and the macro. Mm. But when I started really dropping in and working with these masculine archetypes, I felt their absence in the world. And I just thought, wow, if I can learn how to cultivate this um, and then output work from this place of um, having compassion and understanding and be able to create action from both of these sides in a balanced way. Like if, if people could do this, you know, more people, all of us, like think about the world that we'd be living in, thinking about the support that we could create for each other and how we could actually foster and harbor this like beautiful place for divinity to just actually drop down and, and start to actually infiltrate this physical realm even more. Um, and yeah, it's just a beautiful feeling that I have of nourishment and the fact that it's actually very possible um, and I believe, you know, women like you who have um, actually tapped into that, that guidance and that brilliance and um, taken the brave steps and courageous steps that you have done, like I believe that you're really paving a way actually for a world that's even more beautiful and more full of love and more compassionate. Um, and I was really inspired by your story and, and how, how you've decided to share this. Um, and also just the power of this work too and what it can unlock for people and how people can actually really step into these new spaces that actually just receive so much, so much beauty um, and it can just change people's lives uh, so deeply um, from a cellular level as well. And it's one of the quotes that, that we, um, you know, we say and it's about how um, you can't have exterior change without the interior change to hold it in place. Um, and that was, I think it's a um, Ken Wilber quote, believe, and that's not a perfect, it's a para paraphrase, but it's so true. It's like when we actually jump in and do this work, the changes that we can see are huge and purposeful. Yeah, well, what I always note from every initiation, like at the end of every, every journey, I look at, at the beings, at the participants, like, they have no idea how courageous they are and how incredibly powerful they all are like to sign up to this because it's a mystery school like we don't know what's going to show up for us stepping into this thing like we don't know what this thing is every container is different every journey is is different because we're always different and the the, the group is different, the participants are different. So the magic that is cultivated in the journey is always unique to that time and space. And it's, it's really, um, 
what's the word? It, it's mirroring this time that we're in right now. And so the world is going through an, an initiation and we're feeling that now. There is an uprising, there is a purge, there is a sense of revolution in the air. And that's because we are evolving. The revolution is happening because of the evolution. And the mystery schools have started popping up all around the world, like to support that. And feel like Wild Grace was really ahead of its time in that. Um, it was one of the first mystery schools, really. Mm. And it supports the, the evolution of the souls on the planet. And this is why I feel so dedicated to this work. And this is why I want to be here because I want to be part of the revolution and the evolution. I, I want to keep going. I want to, um, yeah, support beings to, to be in this global process. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It feels mm -hmm. so old, but so new at the same time, this work. It's mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so old. It's even before Jung, you know, yeah, I know Jung like really coined archetypes, but they've existed forever. They've existed since human consciousness existed. It's, it's, it's actually beyond Jung. They are, they're innate. Yeah. That they're, innate. They're, they're, they're part of us. They're part of us. So yeah, let's welcome them. You know, that in the rocks, that in the that in the waters, that in yes, more of the earth. That are, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's almost like we've never been without them. Never, uh, ever. The more that we learn to actually let go of the fear of them, mm. uh, and the more that we can actually appreciate them and actually welcome welcome what they have to say and into our being the more that we can actually live more in union um, and more in happiness with them and yeah we can um, I mean even even the planets are archetypes you know planets hold archetypal energies and plants as well I actually uh, I learned this from um, Jesse uh, from Enki Enki products uh, we were talking about archetypes and plants and alchemy. He was saying, well, plants hold planetary energy. Why do you think that the same word planet and plant, it's almost the same word. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I don't even know how I didn't realize that. But yes, of course, planets, plants, they all hold archetypal energies that we can merge with and that yeah. we're ultimately part of. Yeah, um, the Academia of Magic journey with Sigourney, mm. like, it's blowing my absolute mind. Every mm. single time we have a session, like the days before and after a session, it's just like the power mm. and the beauty of archetypal medicines, especially when working with plants as well. Um, yeah, it's just blowing my mind. I've got some pieces that I'll be um, releasing about it um, because it's just been so inspiring. Um, and I mean, I really feel like we've actually got so many things just available to us. Um, yes. That just, you know, like, I mean, like indigenous cultures and, you know, people who have worked closely with the earth um, have maintained more or less their relationship with this. But I feel like a good 
percentage of the developed world has just lost touch. But um, yeah, it's just about stripping back the layers and returning into your essence so that you can actually receive the essence of all the all the things around you that are wanting actually to guide and communicate. Totally. And we're just, we're so domesticated. We are overly domesticated that we've lost touch with the part of ourselves that is primal, that is essence. Yep. And work like this is what brings us back. I find that's been my experience anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what this work does is it actually, it, it unlocks a memory. Like this is why we have these experiences like this is why integration is so important after a journey is because something has been unlocked a cellular memory um in yes in our in our physical bodies but also there's karmic pieces that get unlocked there are energetic and shamanic subtleties that get unlocked as well and that's why integration is so important as we start to merge through uh, merge with life and move through life it's important that we do that really slowly because there are parts of us that haven't um they haven't had time to breathe they haven't had space to breathe maybe in a few generations and all of a sudden it's like oh <gasps> They're in the earth, so we need to be gentle because they could be young, or they could be fresh, or they could be completely unknown and, and vulnerable to the elements. So, yeah, there are so many layers. I, I love it. I love this work. <laughs> I do too. <clears throat> yeah, it's so interesting and life giving. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've covered a lot. Um, power of the archetypes and of course your beautiful vulnerable vulnerable journey of almost being earth mama in a way um pulling yeah I'm I'm quite in awe like speaking with you now and just actually like really feeling um feeling this through the call like it's it's huge what you're doing and um just a beautiful union a beautiful union of dropping down a soul and um where it needs to go (laughs) it didn't feel like my choice you know it wasn't my choice there was there was a call that and I answered it I couldn't not answer it beautiful yeah so powerful yeah Yeah. Mm. I've loved this talk thank you so much for for holding it for holding this space and just yeah super grateful for also super grateful for our relationship and and our connection I just I love it it's so sweet and I love that we're both part of this we have a a collective mission and a collective vision that yeah really feel you in and feel you beside me beautiful right back at you Yeah. (laughs) yeah so wonderful as well and like I believe you know, community in this work and actually mm. like, um, yeah, working with that aliveness too. Um, you know, it's it's beautiful to actually be able to let this energy like run free and like run, you know, where mm. it desires to go. And there's a lot of creative energy in, in there. There's a lot of this energy of, you know, creating and celebrating, celebrating where we currently want to go and having people as well who, who are on that wavelength that's just like, well, A, it's so much fun, but it's also um, 
yeah, it feels incredibly like capable as well, like capable of working through things. Um, yeah, it's liberating because what it does is it allows for a deeper sense of um, permission and expression and just like liberation of the essence so we can just flow and move how how we desire so yum so (laughs) yum so juicy oh so juicy Mm -hmm. Ah, well thank you for having me um, thank you so much for jumping online and um yeah um sharing sharing your experience um yeah I guess we'll be um yeah preparing now I mean for the next initiation for wild grace um Mm -hmm. and yeah that that portal is definitely open we're definitely um all threading through that that medicine and that potency um already um because of course we are initiated into the container um as well as soon as it as soon as it drops in um but yeah um that's that feels like it's pretty pretty close i feel like we are good a few weeks away yeah the gates. Yep, definitely so if you're feeling like you would like to join us um, we've got applications still open um, for another couple of days um so yeah check out our website and um apply if you feel the call if you desire to join us um mm-hmm. in, the, in this cauldron <laughs> cauldron and expression and and just to confirm um the applications because we we kick off on the first of april correct so when the applications close when are the closed dates um the closed dates i think that open for one more week Mm -hmm. yeah one more week that's soon okay yeah so if you're feeling the pull just um email our team um at the wild grace movement um or send us a dm and we can um link you up with one of our team members who can help you and yeah um we can have a call with you and um just feel into um feel into you and the course and um yeah make make matches (laughs) 